This is Captivated Minds. I'm Stan. I'm Jake. And, and this is a movie marathon. I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> movie mayhem episode on Angels and Demons. Demons. The second part yeah. in the Da Vinci Code series. Yeah, so we covered we uh, the Da Vinci Code last time around. This time around, we're going into Angels and Demons. <clears throat> We've been... Uh, Exploring just the various aspects of uh, angels, demons, the Vatican, the Knights Templar, and uh, yeah, we'll get into it. The opening scene. Even before we see anything, we see the opening credits and hear the roar of music already. The music becomes more and more intense as the credits roll. We see the title card, and the first real image is a golden device that is cracked into uh, a group of priests. It's just see an image and then this golden thing. Now, if we listen carefully, we can hear Alfred Molina's voice from the first film explain what is happening, and it is clear as day that the Pope has just died. The paper is sealed for nine days after his death. This actor, this act is known as Sete Vacante, the time of an empty throne. The empty throne. We are also shown and told a couple of different actions and various people's reactions as they pay respect. A new leader will be chosen after their final meeting. I I am so curious to I would love to kind of I would like to be able to sit in. Yeah, I was just going to say you, you know what I mean and try to like how do you how do you guys choose? That's right. Like how do you how do they come to Is it America's next top pope? Yeah, I mean American Idol pope? American Idol pope? Do they all like, text in the numbers and they choose the pope that way? <laughs> do they have the popes going on American <laughs> top 40 and the pope that can sing because, does it? Because Technically, I guess every single cardinal in there yeah. has the opportunity to become the new pope. That's right. I mean, that's what I take from yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. But they got it down to four. Five. Well, five, right. No, four. No, four. Four, four, four. four. You're right. Yeah, yeah, So they got it down to four. How'd you get it down to four? Like, what did those guys do that the other ones did not? Like, that's where I'm curious. Yes. And I want to, I just want to know, I want to know what gets you the pope. What gets you the big hat? The Pope Mobile. And the Pope Mobile. That's, That's what right. I want to know. So uh, here's our fun fact section. We do uh, a little bit of digging on IMDb, try to figure out some info and go from there. So crew members visited Vatican City as tourists and extensively photographed the city to capture as much detail as possible, knowing they were unli- unlikely able to film in the city. So they could recreate uh, the sets as faithfully as possible. The God particle, referred to in the movie, is the Higgs boson particle, theorized in 1963 to 1964. Uh, The collider collider in Geneva is indeed seeking out the nature of this particle, which claimed to give mass to all things in the universe. Now, when a little other fun fact, when they were building this, everyone thought that they were going to create a black hole and that we were all going to die. That was literally the, yeah. the scary thing. They were like... You still, they you, still could. Well, technically, yeah, they could. So they thought as soon as you flipped the switch, as soon as they flipped the switch and they were going to do what they were going to do, that we were all dead. That was their thing. We're all going to die. Uh, Hugh McGregor suggested that Ron Howard do the sequence where the... Uh, oh, can, com- you, can you say that again? Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. 
That's his true name, Obi-Wan Kenobi. The man who stare at goats? <laughs> oh, yeah, the man who stare at goats. Big fish, what? Big fish. Uh, suggested to Ron Howard that he could do the sequence where the Camalingo tells the Cardinals about the Illuminati, Illuminati entirely without breaking it into sections. So it's it's one take. It's a one-taker. He did that all in one take? That's right. Wait, wait, wait. Mm. As, he pull, as he felt that he could pull it off, having known all of his lines, Howard agreed and they proceeded. This was all very good. Much applause to everyone, but it was only shot in one take. Wow. Whole thing, one take. Nothing else. Good for him. That's really good. I that's mean, a, that's, that, was a, that was a good scene, that's too. That's a good scene. At the very beginning, uh, the Columbia Pictures girl is standing holding the, uh, the torch. And it flickers like the antimatter. It does. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I noticed that. So here are the actors. Uh, Robert Langdon, Tom Hanks, Hugh McGregor, Patrick McKenna, uh, Stellan Skarsgård. We got a Skarsgård. I love, I love him and his sons. His sons do gr- great work, yes, too. Yes, they do. I mean, the whole family is just wonderful. So in this actors, in these actors on this movie, uh, which one do you think really killed it the most? Ewan. Ewan? I, mean, I, think, I think he killed I, it, too. He, you can't really say anything wrong about Tom Hanks either. He but kills it every he, time, he too. He kills it every time. But, but I, I want to give he, credit he, to he, him. Yeah, he I mean, really. McGregor is just, he does so, he's just so good he's at He's good, it. yeah. He's, he really brings, he brings the role of Paul Bentley in the first movie up a level. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He really, like, brings it home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that yeah. 100%. So that's a, there's that's, a lot of like, yeah, yeah. They gave credit to a lot of people. That's right. Well, I had to even cut it. There was even more than that. <laughs> Were they? Yeah, no shit. Uh, the budget was 150 million. So we went up uh, 25 million dollars. Remember the first one was 125 million. Yeah. So they upped it by another 25 million. Opening weekend, it, again, didn't do shit. F- not even 50 million. Not even 50. Gross. That's a little better. Gross. 133 right. was a lot better. Worldwide, see it kills it worldwide. See again, I, I'm kills still, it worldwide. I'm still thinking because religion is looked at differently in other places of the world. That's right. So it might hit home better or hit harder, hit harder in other countries. So you release this in Italy near the Vatican, people are going to swarm to it. Not only just to watch the movie, but sometimes maybe pick at what they missed. Like, oh, hey, the Vatican doesn't really look like that. Or, you know what I mean? Maybe critique it, but you're still watching it. That's right. that's a lot so, of money. That's Yeah. So where was it filmed? Uh, it was filmed at St. Peter's Basilica in Vatican City, the Pantheon in Rome. So they are using some real locations. Sometimes you'll get real locations and fake locations. Uh, Hollywood Park Racetrack, Inglewood, California. Uh, St. Peter's Basilica Exterior. The back lot in Universal Studios, Sony Sony Studios. So I find it kind of funny that they're using uh, Sony and Universal when it was a Sony movie. Yeah, that's a di- that's I'm, different. They, yeah, so that's where it was shot. Uh, these are some uh, top twelve scenes we liked. We cut the first and the second scene kind of together. This is a drastic change of pace. The scene goes from science to religion very quickly. They are performing a test with a collider, and it could be dangerous. The scene builds up slowly as we aren't sure what will really happen, 
But just as things are going along, there's a moment where you really look into the science aspect of this movie and uh, really question science and religion early on. They create antimatter. They are also able to capture it into small chambers. The priest is also helping them. That's the key point of that scene is that they're having a priest help them with science experiments. The preacher had his eye removed ahead of getting a hold of the antimatter. You, you got a priest helping with the God particle. God particle. I mean, which is really good. Kind of makes sense. Scene number 11. Robert Langdon spots the guy even before he showcases how smart he is. He uses symbols to determine that the guy's from the Vatican. I thought that was kind of a yeah. neat little scene. Yeah, nice Because he, little... he sees him only like a couple of quick moments, but he also can see the symbol on the uh, the duffel bag yeah, or whatever he, he's holding. He do, and he does this all while he's swimming. That's right. So he's swimming. He's looking up. He sees a symbol. And he like locks that away in his mind. Looks right. up again, sees a symbol. Locks it up in his That's mind. That's right. Uh, he writes a book about this. Uh, he writes. He wants to write a book. He writes a book about the Illuminati. Wow, I can't t- talk. <laughs> and then he wants to write another book. The officer explains that four cardinals were captured, and this is where the real the movie really begins. Once the cardinals are captured, and this is where we can move in a little bit faster. Scene ten. We uh, meet Hugh McGregor's character for, for the first time. He explains what he does know. He gives Robert Langdon access to what he needs. The as a stand-in pope, he asked Robert uh, Langdon a single question. Do you remember the question? Um, are you a religious man? Or uh, do, you do you believe in, in God? God? Do you believe in God? Right. Yeah. Which, I mean, is a, it's a good question. I like how he answered it. He was like, very, he, he, he wasn't very scientific about it, but he wasn't very religious about it either. He was kind of holding a moral uh, he, gray ground. He, Answered it as a neutral party. That's right. I don't think that's what he wanted to hear. No, but he still like... He gave him the honest answer, though. He gave him the honest answer, and I think that's what like really gave the nod. And I do like also, just like two seconds before, the head of the Swiss Guard is like, you're not getting access. We know you've been trying to get access for the last five years, and we're not giving you access now. And then he goes... It's not up to you. That's right. So it's almost like a little kick in, kick in the ass type of deal. Uh, we get... Yeah, we got... Sorry, we're good. Moving on. Number nine. The two of them in the Vatican archives, and each room is sealed. The guard watches them closely, and it shows off the Mickey Mouse watch. Uh, 503 showcases various symbols and they find the files they're looking for really quickly. He explains how details and hid in hidden details uh, within like scientists basically hid their details in Latin. They steal a page from one of the books and they use it to continue the quest. That was not, okay. So remember how in the first in the first one we talked about cringeworthy things, right? Yeah. So in the first one it was all about him tightening the thing yeah this made me cringe really because it's like the the book is like old so old and she ripped that page out she did it like and he almost pooped his pants because he was like oh oh, what should i stay or go what do i leave it what and then the rest of the time he's like i don't even know why i'm in trouble she's the one that did it like the rest of the time that's all he kept saying uh Number eight, inside the Pantheon, they try to find the first marker to the next church. Robert Langdon knows the the clock is ticking, so he focuses on really driving 
diving deep and asking for help by a guide. He's a smart guy, but for him to ask a local for help, that showcases that he's trying to get this done fast and he's not trying to fuck around, basically. He did make a mistake, and now he's trying to move on from that first mistake. The guy in charge tells him to screw off and they won't be doing anything else to help. They enter the chapel looking for the first section of the guide. Number seven, they arrive at the second mark, uh, marking, looking around for the second person in the second marker. There's a sniper watching down from above with a target locked. He's looking for an angle, not a saint, and it is clear he figures out that there's a marker for air, but it is laid below them, uh, a, a bit above them. He explains about an angel blowing out five things of air. The tension is brought to a scream as a little girl finds the man bleeding. What do you think of that scene? Yeah, so, I mean, you, the the entire time, because literally the scripture said statue. Yeah. But it technically is not a statue because it's in the ground. You know, that's where that's where he was. He was all confused at first and everything, and he, he just missed it. You know, the first first couple of murders, he missed it within seconds. Seconds. And if he would have just paid attention just a little bit longer, like if his brain just like clicked in just a little, he would have been able to make it to that guy before he completely died. That's right. Uh, number six, when Ewan McGregor. Oh, can I say something real yeah, quick? Yeah. So when he finds that guy, I, how, how screwed up did you find it when she went to give him mouth to mouth? Oh, that was screwed up. You know what I mean? The, and she and she sorry. breathed and breathed into him, and all the stuff spit that, out that of his was, chest. That was a that <laughs> was a cringeworthy moment. Yeah, I really, I was like, I'd, I'd seen this movie, but I haven't seen it in a while. And then I'm like, oh, you know what? Ron Howard should have done. He should have not told them that that would happen. Oh yeah, to get like a genuine natural reaction. reaction. Oh, that would have been that would have been cool. Yeah, that would have been cool. When Hugh McGregor's character and the uh, the woman basically are having a scene alone. It does showcase showcase his human side, and that the Pope was like a father to him. He asks her to join him. It is a short scene, but it focuses on that moment. He brings her down these steps and displays his military background. Now this is kind of him asserting his ground a little bit, and it's also setting up his story too for the later on. It's also revealed that the Pope was murdered and given the wrong dosage. Now, what do you think about that scene when they um, find the body? Yeah, so... And they have the wrong... At, and and at, she's explaining to them what the wrong dosage could do to the Pope itself. Right, so the whole point is you're not... You're not supposed to have an autopsy. Um, with The Pope's not allowed to have an autopsy. That's the whole Isn't thing. it illegal? It's illegal. Yeah. But that's where... They found a way around it. If he was murdered. The way around it was there would be visible, uh, a visible sight. You wouldn't have to cut him open or anything. It would be very visible that he was murdered. murdered. So that's when they go down, crack it open, and yeah, he was, he was murdered. murdered. Yeah. Uh, scene five, Ewan McGregor's character explains who he is after in front of these cardinals. He gives a good monologue. Now, we talked about this monologue in the fun facts earlier. I really like this monologue when he's pleading with the Cardinals because you can almost, I don't know, you can almost see the change in the air from the Cardinals before the monologue and then after the monologue. It's almost like he's uh, shifting the tides. 
yeah, a little it, bit. You you can just tell. You can see the difference. You can tell the difference, and it's just it's so well done. It's so just. He really brings that palpable. I don't know scene heat when he does this one big monologue because we don't really have a lot of unlike the first movie there's not a lot of uh, strong monologues I mean you'll have clippets here and there but a full strong monologue like Ian McKellen's uh, character in the first movie you don't have that one that kind of monologuing as much in this one so to have one character really do one monologue really showcases hey that's the character we might want to pay attention to just a little bit going further into the movie right uh, number four, the third marker is fire, and the cardinal is burned alive. As he's marked with fire and burned in his chest, it is the moment that the bad guy comes out and basically just slaughters the shit out of everybody. He is just—he does not give a shit. Um, well, and, and he's uh, just going at it, but, really. But you're also sitting there like, okay, this time they got even closer, right? Because the guy, his feet are burning right now, but there's the the ability to save him. Like, you can save him. That's right. It goes but south. they kind of make it worse because the chain breaks and he falls, like, further into it. And it's like, And yeah. then they get picked off. And then they get picked off by the guy. Like, and Robert Langdon's the only one. I thought this, this whole scene's an oh-shit scene. But the way this villain guy, because we don't know that much about him as we were going along a little bit. But this guy is like Marine Corps, kind of like John Wayne motherfucker, just going in there and shooting shit. He yeah, just, so, he's like pop, 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 pop. Yeah, and no hesitation. No. Hitting every shot. Yeah, not John, missing. John Wick in it. Yeah. <laughs> John Woo in it. John Woo in it, yeah. Um, yeah. Scene three. At the water marker, the bad guy drops the cardinal's body into the water fountain as he kills the cops. And drives off, leaving Langdon all alone to save the Cardinal from dying. It's a tight, tension-building scene, as many people have come from the previous scenes. But all of the work is paid off as uh, Robert Langdon tries to save this one. Like, he hasn't saved any, and he, he needs one victory. And he's trying to save this one guy. And when all when basically he's thrown in the water... He's not going to do it by himself. It doesn't look like he's saving this cardinal. So the pet peeve I have with this one, right? Yep. With the water? Not, no, not really the water. Well, it's, I'm saying the water death. Well, yes, the water yeah, the death, death yeah. is the fact that the guy pulls up in a van. There's a whole crowd behind. He kills two cops. Not one person says a thing. Looks. I understand the guy has a silencer, right? But still. No one looks. No You're one, at a restaurant. No one looks. Some strange van just like drives up to a fountain. Then you, he has this guy strapped to a dolly, with, with weights. weights throws, I think lead throws him in. Again, not one person sees. Now, how can he throw him in if he's heavy and Robert Langdon right. can't pick? Was he Superman? So then, he's screaming. And it takes a while for people to actually go and help. That's right. Like it took too long. So it, it to the so the scene. I mean, maybe that was on purpose to build the tension because this guy it, could it, die. It is, but it just seems like you could have just. It would have been nice if you didn't put any. It didn't put like a restaurant behind, and maybe passerby's finally. I think that would have been better. Not oh, there's a restaurant, restaurant. behind. Yeah, they're, yeah they're I didn't wa- even notice that. Yeah. They're watching this entire thing, and they're just. Don't They'll care. Don't care, yeah. Uh, scene number two. 
They arrive near the Church of Illumination as a Swiss guard raids the place for the bomb. Robert explains that the Illuminati were hiding under the church's nose for 400 years. The angels may point to where the canister is located. He tells the police it's here, but he's the only one that knows where the entrance is. They both stay and try to figure it out. It's a pentagram, and there's another nod to the special to, uh, to his special special Wow, his job in the first room. Why wow, I can't talk. <laughs> he finds the hidden passageway into the secret tunnel. He finds a hidden pathway through the center of the Vatican. They figure out a plan to kill all the uh, cardinals, the sealed cardinals, the ones that are in the room, and all the other cardinals, basically. This bad guy just lays it down and tells them that he won't kill them, but not to follow him. He is a silent character, but when he speaks, he has an evil religious overtone to it. What did you think about them trying to figure out the puzzle of inside the Vatican? Yeah, I mean, it was it was amazing. And then as soon as you watch this guy be silent the entire time, and he finally speaks, and you're right, he has this like evil religious undertone to just his don't voice. don't fuck with me sort of thing. Right, and his whole thing was like, listen, you don't have any weapons. That's why you're not dead. No yep. one told me to kill you. That's why you're not dead. But yep. guess what? You do follow me, you're, you're dead. dead. That's right. So our number one character. No, number one. Number one seed. Blah, blah. Ewan's character grabs a bomb by himself and rushes to the cal- helicopter as he watches the antimatter expand in his hand. He tells the pilot he will take it up alone. He flies up with the bomb. He saves everyone below by flying up. The battery drops as he pulls up in the helicopter higher and higher. The battery drops to its final bit as the antimatter expands once again, and in in a sudden moment, he is gone. The battery goes off as as it hits a new high in the sky, and the antimatter causes a huge explosion from above. Parts of the Vatican are broken and, and in the process as the sky lights up with a burst of light that cascades the entire sky. Hugh McGregor's character falls from the sky and as he falls into the crowd of people, a sigh of relief falls over the film as everyone seems to be saved and the bomb didn't kill anyone or destroy the Vatican. So this, What's your take on so that the, scene? This whole scene. That whole he, scene. He's like the 007 of the Vatican. You know what I mean? So... You're sitting there watching it, and without a thought, he grabs it, and he starts running. And everyone's like, no, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? And he tells the tells the pilot to get out. What's that football play called? Hail Mary. There we go. That's yeah. what he did. He did a Hail Mary. So he, and you think he's going to die. 100%. It's set up, it's set up that way because, because he, he even starts he, praying and all set, that he stuff. He sets up that he's a man of God and he wants to help the people and he has the military background yeah. to do so. So all of these things throughout the movie are setting him up to possibly die. And then all of a sudden you just see him flying down with a parachute. What Now, what did you think when you saw that part? When he was flying down with a parachute, you go, did you go, this motherfucker right, right here. That's what I'm saying. I was like, this motherfucker. 007. He's got the balls, yeah. this motherfucker. And that, the explosion... Was a good. Was, was big. so pretty. It was really pretty because, like, you watch. So you watch the explosion. It was bright light and stuff, and then like the camera pans up, and it looks like the clouds were on fire. It does, and then there. You know what? It almost looks bright, heavenly. That's right. I thought that was for a reason. The, See, that's the white and blue lights. Right, white and blue. Like yep. it, it was almost like 
you you were divine something into divine heaven. That's right. Yeah, which I was thought cool. That was kind of neat. I thought that was a really nice little touch. So here's some questions we had while watching the movie. Uh, why does the church mourn for nine days? And then, um, yeah. I you teacher. I used to know the answer. Uh, I, so I, it, I believe. So it, it's a. You you first do like a celebration of their life thing. <laughs> it starts out with that. And then they need time to deliberate to pick it, the new pope. Will. That's right. Okay. So it's it's a time for grieving mm-hmm. and then time for work. That's right. That type of thing. So you have like a couple days here and then you, ha- you have to get to work. You've got to pick a new pope because you can't leave that throne unattended for that a long. certain amount of time. So it's almost like – I don't know why they picked such an arbitrary number, like nine days, but – they pick nine days. Yeah. Yeah. I would have thought they would have picked six. Smaller. Because still in Eng- because God rested on the seventh day. But still, it's a part right. of three. Three, six, nine. Three, six, right? Yeah, see, yeah, yeah. If we go into that theory again, yeah. say they're nine. So, okay. So, uh, now I'm not the smartest guy, but without explaining a lot, they just go into bam. Uh, they did it sort of thing. Like, we, we made this anti-God particle. Yeah, no. And, they, they and, don't. And they, the, the thing they, is, they, they imply the science, but just go into a little bit more science. Like we've seen a couple of scenes with the God particle, but maybe this is the type of scene where it did need a little bit more exposition, just like, to kind of fill it in a little bit. I'd like to know what two particles they had collide together. You yeah. Know, I mean, I don't even care if I don't understand it. Just tell at, me. At least, at least sit there. I don't care if you fake the science. That's right. Just, just have sit, something. Sit there and go. Okay, fill it in a we're now going to take this and this and this, and we're, we're going to collide them together. And this is how you're going to get your guard, guard, your guard God particle. particle. Yeah, right. But it's not really explained. It's kind of glossed over slightly. Right. It, it's pretty much like, hey, we're doing this. We're flipping the switch. Here's some info. You got it now. Yeah. Uh, how the hell is the Vatican just uh, jet? just standing by when they use the helicopter. So when Robert Langdon gets picked up in the first part of the first few scenes of the movie, he gets picked up the guy from the guy, from the cop by in, in the Vatican. The guy says, "Hey, we have a jet standing by." The next scene, they're using chopper. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So what happened to the Yeah, jet? <laughs> where's the jet? Why are you using chopper? Oh, maybe they're confused. <laughs> maybe. That was I just noticed that. So how many police actually govern the vatican four different five different fractions all governing the vatican so, so you have the swiss guard the swiss guard i think the swiss guard their primary objective is to literally stand guard at the vatican they don't leave they they are there yeah so you have the swiss guard you've got the the vatican police, police. and then it looks like the french police because they said what four or five fractions they did. So that's I, a lot of that's a lot of fucking paperwork for all those fractions. Right. No. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, let's keep going. Hey, if they want to if they want to keep track of all those, let them. But I would But who's paying all those people? It's my thing. <laughs> that's a lot of people you're paying. Well, if it's a sovereign state, that means they're they are creating their own money. Yeah. Don't or, know how. They don't have any. Or maybe they don't have any. Maybe they don't. Well, that makes sense. A society that but, doesn't run on money? That doesn't run on money. They're like, you're literally, you're living there. 
like a monk almost. You're living there. You get your housing for free. No taxes. You get your food for free. Yeah. You have access to motor vehicles. So maybe yeah. that's what it is. You don't even have. They don't have cash. You don't pay yeah. people. So here's a here's a big one. You only have five minutes to change out the batteries. Yeah. That was a that was a big one. That <laughs> five minutes. And I'm like, all I can think of is, why? Why can't it be two minutes? Why, why couldn't it be – like my phone still works at 1%. Five minutes is a long time to change out some batteries. It is. It's a long time. And, you know, that's like – that's the real screwed up thing because it's like, oh, it's pretty cold down here. Like you think, oh, this is like pretty much the end of the movie. Yeah. Oh, it's cold down here. I don't think we have five minutes left. I'm like, really? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's, let's see. What's a good one? How long with the first man down there – yeah, how long was the first man down there? The first uh, cardinal? Yeah, I don't think he was down there long because because this he all, was killed before eight o'clock. Because though, this, right? because this all had to happen in a four hour time. That's right. So literally, he was kidnapped, and him being the first one, I would say with he was killed far before eight o'clock because he the, had to have been the mouth. The sorry, this is gross. The mouse or the rats are already getting at his body. Right. So, so he was killed long before eight. So I bet you, I bet you, he never even made it to a cell. No, because he's removed from the cell. Remember in the later scene. Oh yeah. So yeah, they're yeah. all four of them are in the cell. So that probably okay. So that I, must have been six o'clock, if you think about I, it. I I agree with that. That must have been six o'clock. So, so he, this is the yeah. So this guy. So through. he pretty much, right there. You know there there's absolutely no way he would have been able to save this guy at all. He was way dead before, before the that's eight right. o'clock. That's right. That's how the and then and then the rest of all that trickle out. That yeah. trickled out. Yeah. But he was far my point is that he was far dead before eight o'clock. Yeah. There's no way. There's no way. Uh how does Robert Langdon and the other mark uh how does Robert Langdon find the other markers if they have been if they have been torn down or moved. So basically, how does he know if the other markers aren't torn down or moved if he doesn't know what the markers are? Because so, some of the markers were moved originally or some of them were in different places that he thought they were in. And so that's where his his mind meld thing happened where it's like, oh, you know what? I'm wrong because I'm in the wrong place. That's and then right. when he goes to the right place, the marker is there. Because he thinks one thing, he's like, this is it. This is right where we're supposed to be. It's supposed to be here. And then he's like, wait a minute. He wasn't buried here. He and that's what costs him. And that's what costs him. And that's what that that's what pisses off the head guy, the Swiss guard. Scott's guard. Be, because he's like, dude, you got this wrong again? You know, first time he's like, okay, you, whatever. Everyone makes mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. But, but the, when it comes to the their pattern... Set, Every time he keeps losing a cardinal, he loses faith in Robert. He's like, I'm, uh, I don't know what That's to right. tell you. Like, I'm done with you. Uh, Thirty minutes to remove everyone. I, I call some bullshit. I call bullshit. I call bullshit. That's a that's too many people it's, to remove. That's you're talking the entire Vatican. Because they're cause thirty minutes. You're not going to be able to remove everybody. This is the other thing. They they're also talking about removing all the people in thirty minutes without causing a panic. The amount of news crews that are there. Like, there's, there's no, no way. way. There's as no soon, way. As soon as you walk out there and you start going, okay, you all need to leave. There's going to be so many questions. People are going to refuse to move. You're going to have mass panic because yeah. as soon as like the Swiss Guard gets out there, 
and they start pushing people to get out. That's right. Then you're like, what is going, going on? on? Yeah. So there is, it's just, you're not, you're now not having a quiet scene. So it felt like a dick fighting contest between uh, the head of the Swiss Guard and you and McGregor's character. That little fight. Yes, that little um, quarrel. Quarrel. Because, yeah. Because he's like, no, I'm in charge. No, I'm in charge. It thinks it's these two opposing forces that want to maintain who's in charge, but they're not. Neither one of them are backing down, and that's where the conflict comes exactly. from. Exactly. I like that little conflict. Conflict because it, you know it was also a twist. Too. He's like, hey, you can't give him access to this. Like hell, I can't. I mean, well, he doesn't I, I, say hell, but I was talking you know about. I, mean? I was talking about the other scene. Oh yeah, yeah, the other one. That's, there's, that's, there's, so there's, there's a couple. There's a couple scenes where but they I'm talking about the next one. Yeah, 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 yeah that one. That yeah. one. Yeah, that's all we've got for some questions. Uh, yeah, is it if it's on cable? Are you watching it? This one, this one, I like would. This one, I would too. Yeah, if this I one's mean, on cable, if this one's on cable. I'm, I'm definitely it's, in it's it. Mostly I'm because, in it. It's mostly because it's mostly because there's no dryness to it. It's, no, it's a it's constant. A, like, it's constantly moving. Thing. It's flowing. The tension's a lot better. It's a little shorter. No, it's longer actually. Is it longer? It's longer. Maybe I just didn't pay attention. Maybe because I was. I mean, I love the Da Vinci Code, but maybe because I was into this one when, so much. Me too. I was really into this one too. But this one's actually a little bit longer. Wow, I would, I would, I would definitely watch this one. Yeah, like this if one's it's on great cable because yeah. you're just even, even if like you're halfway into it, you know you're gonna get a half a good movie and you're gonna right. enjoy whatever half is left. If you have already seen it and you pick it up halfway through, you, you you're not gonna get lost. That's you already right. know. Okay, this is what happened up until this point, and you can finish it without. That's right. Feeling bad. Favorite part of the movie. You want to know my favorite yep. part? My favorite part is when McGregor takes that iron thing and sticks it to his chest. When you find oh. when you find oh. out that he is that's, the bad guy. That's a good part. And that he that big twist. Yeah. That big twist of because now you're sitting there the, what first happened is the Cardinals are debating. They're like God chose him. He is now the new pope. God chose him. And then all of a sudden they're like, okay, let's check the cuts to them looking at the footage. And you see him yelling at the, at, uh, God, why can't I say his last name? Skarsgård. Skarsgård. You, you see him and, and McGregor arguing. And then he grabs that poker and he just turns it around and. You know why he did it, right? St. Peter. St. Peter. I, no, I explained that earlier. Yeah. St. Peter found the thing. So it's like, yeah. when he did that, I was like. Oh my God, he is—he's the bad guy. Yeah, he's the bad guy. But it took us a while to get to the bad. It, him it being takes us a while because you have this entire built-up moment of this guy is a hero. He just saved all these people. He saved all the cardinals. But throughout the movie, we're told that there are things that are going on that can't be explained, exactly, like yeah. the the Pope dying or this and that. My favorite part is—and this is going to sound fucked up. But the the elemental parts of it when the uh, cardinals are killed, yeah, I I, I like say so I love that giving too. giving them an earthly tone or an earthly a scientific aspect yeah. to their humanity a little bit. I liked that part of it. Yeah, really. they must they must die by the element that is assigned to them. That's right, which it's is a fucked up. Uh, it's but fucked it's, up, but it's, it's it's kind of a good part. What was one part you didn't like? 
Oh, let me think. The one part I did not like. It's hard with this one. I didn't really believe the chemistry of the uh, the main girl, the scientist girl, and Robert Langton. I didn't think they had good chemistry. No, you're right. I mean, that that is Their, their chemistry, I mean, her... In the first movie, their chemistry isn't as organic, but you can see it uh, flowering as the film grows. Where, where in this one, it just looks like two people are, like, thrown together yeah. type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't... I mean... It works, but on a bigger level, it doesn't work. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 I see. That's, I, what, so that's I one think part the, I didn't like. I think the one part I didn't like is what we kind of discussed before is the whole science part at the beginning, like not being fully explained. Plained. Like yeah. I just want – I mean even if I don't understand it and don't – Explain it in just, layman's terms a little right, bit. Yeah. Just do it. Dumb it down. Just do it that way like – it's not, oh, we're flipping the switch and creating the God particle. Like, how did you end up at this point? That's right. Like, just throw a filler in there. Just to, A little bit of a couple of lines, really, right. would really do it. Like, but, who's paying you to create the God particle? But, who's, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I just didn't like the fact that it's like, we're flipping a switch, be ready. Like, it could go wrong. That's right. But there's that's it. Film a classic? It's hard to say. call these ones classics. I think this one has more of rewatchability than the first th- one. That's right. That's where I was going to go with it. But I think this one's more of a classic in the sense because it seems like a modern thriller. While the first movie, don't get me wrong, I do like the first movie. The first movie is a setup movie. This movie is a payoff movie. Yes. It's a payoff movie. It's a movie payoff movie. Right. Because we've already gotten all the information in the first movie, and now we can take that information and we can just heighten it up to another level. And this is where this is a payoff movie. So in that sense, I think it is a classic because it it wants to do a modern thriller, but it wants to do a modern thriller differently. Yeah. 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 So that's how I think it would and, be. And a again again, you don't have to be religious no. to like in, these in movies. movies. No. It's just it's fascinating. That's right. It has this like you know, seeing him in the the Vatican vault. That's right. And going through things and stuff like that. I would love to do that. Um, I would love, God, just to meet one of the Cardinals. Maybe just pick his brain, discuss things. That's right. Maybe bounce things back and forth. Show, show different ideologies. I love, just... I love having talks with religious people because I want to see their side. I want to see, mention in, my in side. Co- in college, I, I'm not religious at all, but in college I took a religion religious class and I got an A. I was just indifferent. Yeah, it, I just you take in the information, you read the information, you yeah. fight, figure out what's good, what's not good, what are, what's actually a cult, what's right. not actually a cult. Um, yeah, but that that's what I you know I like about these movies. There's there's these just it's they're full of history, whether it be religious history or not. It's, it's, it's still history, history, which history to me is fascinating. Me too. I, I, I love, love history. History. So we're at our new segment, greatest oh shit moments. Uh, a priest helping to create antimatter. That's a great oh shit moment. I I also think it's because because it's technically the god particle. It was almost like they wanted it blessed. Uh, oh, you, oh, I didn't even think about that. That's what I thought. That's kind of neat. I thought of like, hey, we need you. Can you come here? We're going to be doing this. It's technically the god particle. Having you here makes us feel better. That's you know what, what I mean? Yeah. Like He's blessing the project. The eyeball on the ground. That was a no shit moment. You know what it reminded me of? Demolition Man. I was thinking uh, Avengers Loki. 
Oh, Loki, yeah. Yeah. No, I was thinking of Demolition Man when he, like, stabs the eye out with a pen and uses it to open the yeah. door. Uh, Robert Langdon knows his shit, even shows off a couple of times. Where, uh, like we mentioned earlier, the the symbol on the backpack with the guy in the water. Yeah, yeah that's see, a good oh shit moment. See, I love, I love that where he, it's like, it's so fast, it's so quick. And then as soon as he pops his head, starts looking at the guy. He's like, you're from the Vatican. You're from the Vatican. How do you know you that? You didn't sleep last night. Right. Uh, Langdon explaining Galileo in his he explains that science and religion go hand in hand. That's an oh shit moment because That's typically no moment. they don't go hand in hand. Right. He gets into the Vatican archive. No shit moment because they've been denying him for so long. I I found a no shit moment and I found it humorous. Yeah. Because Which one is it? Because he's sitting there going, I've been trying to get down here. I've been trying to get access to this for years. And look, here I am. That's right. Here I am. If I only had access, I think he says, if I only had access to this for a longer period of time, I could finish my book. That's right. Right? Yeah. Uh, so two of the church police helped them. Oh, that's not a good one. I So I feel kind of bad because you have that one like security guard with them the entire time. And they have good camera because he believes in Robert, right? Yeah, yeah, the blonde so, guy. The blonde guy. Yeah, he help, wants to help. No, not the the guy with the beard. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know that what guy, I mean? That guy, yeah, he yeah. wants to help him do what's right, and then he gets killed. killed. That's and no shit. So moment. you kind of feel like yeah. bad for it. I do like the blonde haired guy, where they the go. Cigarette. They go down the second that's time. A, that's a, that's another that, oh shit moment. They go down the second time, and he's like, "I was told I need to stay with you at all times." After what happened last time, he goes. I, it was her. <laughs> so here's one for you. I don't know if you paid attention. Each news reporter is telling a section of the story in their own language. And as the languages are told, uh, it's one single story. Oh, as they move through the crowd? No, no, no. As they move through the reporters. So you got reporter right. here from so Italy, the, reporter the, here from yeah, France. And then they pan through like this. So, so it's all one story in multiple languages. So it's literally the beginning of one sentence and then it leads. That's right. That is cool. That's no shit moment. Oh, that's neat that how they did that. Yeah. So it's just a con- a constant. It's the same story, but it's told in di- various parts. So that's no shit. That's moment. cool. Um, being locked in the vault, oh, no shit moment with no air. I thought that again. Thought it was funny because two seconds before, the guy he was like, "Are you a smoker?" Yep. And, and then, then after that scene, he's and then all of a sudden the auction gets turned off, and I was like, "Well, that guy's gonna die first. That's right. The bomb being in the tomb. Yeah, that's I mean, a no sh- shit moment. Look how fast he got there. Yeah. I mean, later you find out he was a part of it. That's but right. still, like, there was no question. Both of these leaders getting gunned down within two minutes. Yeah. The Skarsgård and the other the uh, secondary pope secondary guy. Secondary pope, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You get, they both get gunned down pretty quickly. Yeah. Like, like within minutes. As soon, all he had to do, all he had to do was say something, and yeah. the guard believes him 100%. That's right. Freaking just, Boom. Takes him out. So that's all we got for uh, questions. Would you recommend it? Uh, yeah. I would recommend this. I would recommend it too. Yeah, it's I, good. I would, re- I would recommend the entire series. Me too. I mean, I, I love I, this. I, yeah. Does it work as a whole? Yep. Yeah. I think, work, I think it works as a whole too. Like, a, like It a, doesn't really pick up until after the 15-minute mark though. Right. I know, on this one. Not the Da Vinci Code. It picks up a little earlier. But on this one... The first 15 minutes are a little slow for me. 
Just a little slow. It, it's most like I said. It's mostly because you're kind of thrown into the the, <laughs> the middle of a science project. Yeah, and you kind of want to know more about the science project. You know what I mean? So that's where that's where it's kind of dull at the beginning. Like again, we I we've said this a million times through this. Show me, tell yeah. me. Show, know, show, don't tell. Really. I mean, if you so. Where, like, the first one, it's instant. It's an instant, like, you see a guy running from another guy, and then all of a sudden, death, and then... See, that one starts on action. This one's a little bit slower, but it ends more on action, though. It ends more on action. action. Right. So, we've got it. Here's the the ending. The truth is finally finally revealed, and everything is out on the table. He is summoned by all of the cardinals, and they stare at him with the dead eyes. The police... The police... Also move in slowly towards his front. The police have to be very sneaky about what they're doing, so he must be arrested within the walls of the building. Groups of officers um, all center towards him. He's he basically Ewan McGregor's character lights himself on fire and uh, he tosses the fluid on him. He knows he's fucked. He. You can just see it in his face. They don't have to say anything, and that's the thing about the scene I really like in the ending. Not a single word is said, and yet he knows he's fucked. He knows it. And then they it's a, it's a very yeah. it's yeah. a very I don't want to say lovely. I could say that. It was Ironic. Very, it was a very lovely scene because it it was very slow. You know, there was no running. No. Uh, no. Well, he's he, moving fast. He's, he's moving, moving fast. fast. But you the see... The scene itself is slow. You see, you see these guards because their whole thing was, hey, we don't want him to get out, but we don't want to cause a panic. So you have the all these group of guys slowly, and you can see in every one of their eyes, they just want to end this guy anyways. That's right. Like, give he's us... fucked over everyone. They're like, just give us the go-ahead to kill... What I'm seeing is, give us the go-ahead to kill him. Like, why do we have to... So it's like they're taking their time. They're all going to, like, converge. I think they don't kill him because he just saved everybody. That's the only reason. Right, that's the, the only, only reason. reason. But to find out he murdered the Pope and, like, stuff like that, that's where it's fucked up. And then when it gets to him setting himself on fire. He, he prays for it real quickly. Yeah, and he sets himself on fire. Does he do? Now, I don't notice. I didn't notice this. Does he give himself last rites or does he just pray really quickly? I think he prays really quickly. I don't think he gives himself last rites. Ooh, I'd have to watch it again. I don't know. Maybe he does. Because he, he, get, he does a prayer, but I don't know. I, I'm not too familiar with last rites. So I know he does a quick prayer, but does he do a quick prayer and last I, rites? Because or it is was it just last so, rites? Because it was so quick. quick. That's why I'm, it's hard, may, it's hard I don't to tell. Have to look. But I do love how he sets himself on fire. Yeah. No one helps. You no. S- did you notice that? Yeah. They all sit there and watch. I mean, a lot of them have their jaws dropped. They're like, is oh, it, my is God. It, is he burning in sin? That's why no one's I mean, helping. That's probably what it is. But, but the other thing is, like, why do we want to save the guy who killed the Pope? That's right. You know, l- just let him burn. Yeah. Like, pretty much burn in hell. That's right. Like, burn in hell for what, what you, you did. did. Yeah. No, I, I totally get that. And then the Robert back in the Vatican getting the, his book. Getting to finish his book. That's a nice little close off. That's to that a scene. nice little yes. Like so, when the the secondary pope cardinal gives him his book, gives him the book, and be like, 
as long as this can come back to the Vatican at some point during your life, we're okay with it. That's a nice little nod to my whole thing would be and the page that you tore out. I don't know. <laughs> you know I, I didn't take it. So, uh, the, and I do like how when it ended, the new pope was the guy he saved. saved. I like that too. And there was I mean, a nice moment between them. How it much was a nod? Right. So I mean, how much good juju do you get for saving the new pope? You get a lot. You know. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Whether he be religious or not, you just saved the, the pope. head of the Catholic the church. church. Even if you don't believe in church, you right. still saved him. So you're good. So re- reboots and remakes? No. I don't uh, think they should do no. it. No. No. Like I said with the with Da Vinci the Code. Only, if, the only thing they could do is if they do Da Vinci Code, Angels and Demons, and Inferno as a single series. Yes. All of it. Like, it's, and like it's a, back to back like to back. Like a back to back. Um, yeah. 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 That would be – that would be kind of cool. If it's back to back. Yeah. And it's very fast paced. And we can see how Robert Langdon is working through all of these things at one time. That's the only way I can see it being a series. But I don't really think it. That's no, a, it doesn't. It doesn't work anywhere I, else. That that would be the only way I would say it would be okay. One to, one series with all the information into one. Yeah. Mini series. And it just it flows one into another that's right. type of thing. That's right. I would I'd be okay with it. hundred yeah. percent. And that's what that's our uh, movie mayhem on the Da Vinci Code. Um, please email us at captivatedminds2 at gmail.com. Our Instagram is Minds Captivated, and our Facebook group is Captivated Minds. If you, uh, ha- if you listen to us on an Apple Pie podcast, leave us a five-star review or leave us uh, one- any review. Just let us know if you like us or not. Um, yeah. and, and again, like everything is, is uh, in the show notes. Um, the link, like if you click on our email – it actually brings open your email, and you can email us and just give us ideas or yeah. tell us how we're doing. Yeah. I, I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, I'd love we, to we'd get... love to have an email if you want yeah. us to do a certain movie mayhem. We'll we'd love to do that too. A certain movie mayhem ideas for our conspiracy corner ideas, ideas for, for our heavy hitters, right? Our our main episodes, anything. Yeah. Um, if you guys just want to send us a spooky story or whatever, whatever. Whatever you guys want. If you want us to read it on the air, let us know. We'll read it on the air. If you right. don't, we won't. But yeah. just let us know. So thank you all for listening. Thank you.